Welcome to the Mississippi Golfer Podcast. From courses and tournaments to players and personalities, this is your home for everything Mississippi Golf. Let's get started. Here are your hosts, Paul and Matt. And welcome to this week's edition of the Mississippi Golfer Podcast. I say this week, I guess it's going to be a bunch of them coming at you because it's Sanderson week. Matt, how are you, man? I'm good. Oh, it's, it is. We're finally here at Sanderson Farms week, and we're. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a busy week and a lot of good golf out there. Yeah, I'm excited to get out there and watch. And we're in the we're in the same room for I the know. first time to record a podcast. So <laughs> that is very true. Uh, we're both in town to go follow the tournament and it's going to be uh it's going to be a lot of fun yeah i think there's there's a few things we need to look back at over the last weekend and actually going on right now that aren't the sanderson that i think will be good for us to take a look at but we're going to spend the majority of of tonight talking about the sanderson and and what's going to be happening this week but but first of all joe duraney the the, the reigning state amateur champion here in mississippi has is blazing his way through the the U.S. Mid Am right now. Going to tee off in the quarterfinals tomorrow, and because of that, we have a little bit of interesting news. And Matt, what 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 did you hear? Yeah, well, we when we talked to Joe, I interviewed him a couple weeks ago, right after he'd won the U.S. I mean, the state amateur, and you know, I, talking about you know at the time, assuming he was going to play in this, but finding out that the U.S. Mid Am does overlap. And he wasn't sure what he was going to do. We both said the other week that we were surprised to see him in the field at the Sanderson Farms, knowing that this was, you know, overlapping more or less. But I, I you know, looks looking back, I think he made a smart decisions where knowing he's going to be in the in the mid amateur, but signing up for the Sanderson Farms, and should things not go well in Colorado, then he's in the, the tournament here, and he could come back, be ready to play for Thursday, and not skip a beat. But he is playing well in Colorado. He's in the uh, in the quarterfinals. Um, teeing off um, Tuesday on Wednesday morning at 7:15, he's played really well, which is not surprising. Um, so he has withdrawn from the Sanderson Farms um, for this week. So um, hopefully he continues to keep playing well and, and he can get into that final match. And you know it'd be really cool to see him be the Canadian and the U.S. Mid-Am champion in the, at the same time. Which doubt that's ever happened before. Yeah, that would be that'd be crazy. I mean, I know that we're sad to not have him here this week but i think it was like you said pretty smart on his part to to kind of hedge his bets um yeah. to to it's, say yeah i'm going to be there but then also pretty respectful of him too to to go ahead and withdraw at this point because i mean probably technically he could have waited till tomorrow and he probably could have yeah uh, it would have been a tough go for get from the denver area should he lose in the morning to here and ready to go in a PGA Tour event the next morning, that that would be tough. But, you know, he did say in our interview that, you know, this is his world. This is what's most important to him. And, yeah, it, it may sound crazy that, you know, this is more important than a PGA Tour event. But, really, when it goes to rankings and world amateur golf rankings, I mean, this is this is it. Um, you know, and should he play well? He's already won the Canadian mid-amateur. He's back in the RBC Canadian Open. You win this one, you get in the Masters, the U.S. Open. You know, there's some really cool things that I know he wants to take part in and have a chance to win this event while he's really playing well right now, obviously, what's as well as he's done this summer. Yeah, for sure. And we wish we wish him all the best and, and hope to hope to see him bring another title home 
and we'll hopefully catch up with him too again sometime soon. Also, this past weekend, I know maybe not everybody was was watching the Solheim Cup, but Allie McDonald was uh, was a Mississippi representative for the United States team, and she she represented herself in the country and our state really well. I mean, the U.S. ended up losing on a on a kind of a heartbreaking putt at the at the end of the last singles match, which makes for really fun golf to watch. Not not always fun when you don't win, but Allie McDonald had a had a great week for the U.S. and was fun to see her get. She got pulled up as an alternate late. She did, yeah. I think Stacy Lewis pulled out with an injury, and Allie got in there. And um, first time she's been in the event. You know, I love these team events. Always, obviously, the Ryder Cup is is it. That's kind of the mecca of team golf. But you know, being a Presidents Cup year, it's nice to have the Solheim Cup in the same year to kind of have still that U.S. versus Europe. Um, I, you know, I hate it when it's over there because it's it's so hard to watch. You can't really get the full experience because it, it does start and it's over by, you know, the middle of the day um, or even earlier. But um, it was really, really close. And Allie played well. She got she got a point and had other couple really close matches that um, Europe squeaked out on her. But really cool to have her in there. Hopefully, it's not the last time she gets to participate in this. She's been you know, had a good year on the LPGA and um, just cool to have another Mississippian. Represented on a on a you know on a big stage. Yeah, and we wish her all the best as the as the LPGA season starts to wrap up. I mean, I know they have a bunch. They have still have several more events, but wish her all the best and closing out the season in a, in a good way and and fun to watch her and excited to watch her as she continues and hope hope for the best for her. And now let's uh let's talk a little let's talk a little Sanderson Farm. Um, I think what tonight let's let's talk of course a little bit let's talk about where some good places to watch golf will be where some where you think you can see some you know get some see some good golf shots and then we'll talk a little about the field we just just the last couple of hours we have seen the tee times and we'll break that down just a little bit just to talk about who we're excited to see but but Matt you you are the one with the with the country club insider knowledge what what are some good spots to go watch this tournament? You know, the Country Club is a pretty spectator-friendly course, I think. Um, yeah, there are plenty of years I went out at Annandale. The Annandale's a lot more spread out. It's hard to get to one place to another. The Country Club does have – the courses, the holes kind of go back and forth, kind of cross each other. And there's an access road through the middle where you can basically jump from 18 to 10. You can – you hit 6T, 5 green, 9T. You can go all the way down to – you know, 11 and 13. So you can really kind of go from one side to the other. If you're got guys that are starting on one or starting on 10, it's much easier to bounce around. Um, I know there are some pavilions set up. Obviously there are, uh, there's a full skybox around 18, which we've never had before. Those are fully sold out. So I think this, the, the course has elevated. It's that level of, you know, more boxes, I think there are some some cool spectator avenues on you know that's kind of set up around the course and there's a on that one nine there's a hospitality area some of these do have tickets and some of them don't um there's a bank plus pavilion out on 12 the the mid club ultra club out there and then i think the trophy club which i think is a ticketed event uh for those country club members there's a uh, ccj member platform which was a lot of fun last year on 16 green um but really it's just all i think all about walking around and just 
finding your guy and following him or, you know, bouncing around with, with multiple groups um, and just walking the course. It's a pretty easy course to walk. Not a whole lot of elevation. It, there's not huge gaps in between tees and greens. It's pretty compact. Um, and it's easy to kind of scoot around and, and watch a guy for a couple holes and you can, you know, find some somebody else and, and move around. So that's what I would encourage you to do. Find your guys you want to watch. And if you, if you haven't been to the country club, walk around and see some of the holes. I think we've got some, some really fun holes, a couple, you know, some really challenging holes that'll be that'll be fun to watch and you know you'll see some some good shots and you see some bad shots out i think it's also kind of fun to see guys struggle a little bit to know these these guys are are human and they make mistakes and and there's plenty of trouble out there to uh to catch them and that's i think we can probably learn a little bit about your golf game too as these guys get out get into the trees or get into the fescue a little bit like it's amazing to watch them get out of trouble right and and get out of trouble in a in a good way i'm pretty good at getting into trouble and staying in trouble and there's definitely to stay in there's trouble. definitely an art to getting out of the trees and still having a really good chance of making par and that's what these guys are about i mean they're they're making mistakes but they're rebounding they're getting hitting shots out of trees hitting low punches hitting these draws and hooks around trees and putting them back into play where the average golfer is really going to struggle with that. So I think that's that's a big um, difference between a pro and an amateur. And it, it, you'll see these guys doing that. I mean, there's plenty of trouble out there. They're going to hit some wayward shots. They're going to put tee shots in trouble. And, you know, and as a member, it's fun to watch them put them in spots where I do and see how they get out of it versus maybe I can learn something and, and uh, try and better my game at the same time. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it looks like it's it's a hot week. It looks like there's not a lot of rain coming. It looks like the weather may break Friday or Saturday and, and be some, some decent golf-watching weather. But with with the not not a lot of rain in the forecast, with, with good weather, what, what, do you, what do you think we're going to see scoring-wise out there? I think there? it's going to be low. It's going to be hard and fast. The rough's not going to be overly – I think it's going to be around two inches. You know, the PGA Tour, they don't want crazy thick U.S. Open-type rough. The ball should sink down in the bottom of the rough. You know, It's going to be penalizing, but these guys are going to be able to get out of it. And, and – you know, keep going so it, it'll be there are some fescue areas you know there are some water i mean it, it's but i do think they're going to go low the greens are good they're going to be fast they're going to be rolling well um putting is 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 an important factor out here uh, but i think it's going to be going low yeah it'll be fun to it'll be fun to kind of hear the guys talk about like i mean i feel like i've heard over the last couple of years the guys really like the greens yeah. at the country club and that's what it is that they like them the, the faster and smoother they can get them they're the the better you know they feel like their chances are because yeah. that's what you know that's what's going to make the difference in the end is is who puts well um it's just a it's a game that they play out there it's a different game than than most of us play but it is a game that whoever puts well that week is is typically going to be the guy that that comes out on top yeah yeah that's an important piece and you know Cameron Champ he won it at 21 under last year I think somebody can better that this year. You know, it 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 is hard and fast. It's it's we haven't had a lot of rain, um, and there's no rain in, in the in the forecast. It's gonna be a little warm, but yeah, I think somebody can really if they're playing well, they can really get out there and wear this course out. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to watch. So, you know, last you know, we'll kinda close out tonight. We're gonna talk a little about about the field, a little about some tea times. You know, like I said, with these just came out a couple of hours ago, so they are hot off the press, if you will. But um, what do you see, Matt? What do you see? Groups that, that interest you, players that interest you. What, what are you excited about watching? I do like to see where they have paired up some of the big names together. I'll go through some of these. Um, at 7.52 on number one tee on the first round, Jason Dufter and Kevin Stadler, KJ Choi. Um, 
Duffner is a good Southern boy from Alabama. He's going to hopefully play well, but they've him with other guys that you, that you would recognize. Even a guy like Kevin Strillman, Jonathan Bird, Ricky Barnes, those are the guys a lot of people have heard of. Um, then really can get down to the really the, the showcase group is going at 731 on 10 on round one and 1230 on round two. That's Brant Snedeker, Zach Johnson, Stewart Sink. That was no accident they paired those guys together. That, that's going to be probably the the biggest following uh, just because those guys are paired together. Um, going down the list, you got a couple young guys, Sam Burns and Robbie Shelton playing together. Robbie had a really good year on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's another guy from Alabama, went to the University of Alabama. Yeah, Robbie uh, played well last week, too. He did. So he'll be a good young guy to follow. And then right after them at 8.30, round one, and one thirty four on round two is Maverick McNeely, Harry Higgs, and Braden Thornberry. Uh, McNeely and Higgs had really good years. They graduated off the Corn Ferry Tour. You know, Thornberry, he'll he'll be kind of the local favorite. Uh, he'll have a large following. And uh, I believe this will be his first appearance at the Sanderson Farms. Yeah, I think it will be. Um, I don't think he ever played as an amateur either. So no. um, that'll be fun to watch. Uh, another a couple names. Uh, Zach Zucker was a guy that had a breakout. Um, I guess he had a breakout win. I forgot what event it was, though. I think he finished. Maybe it wasn't a win. Maybe yeah, that's right. Second, it was close. He finished second, he yeah. he dealt with some, some health and injury issues over the past couple of seasons, and it's really fun to, to see him back. He's a, he's a Southern guy as well. He's from Birmingham. Yeah. Um, and then also playing in that group at 9.06 on uh, Thursday and 2.06 on Friday is Chip McDaniel. If any of you guys, anybody out there listens to or follows the Monday Q Twitter account, you know all about Chip McDaniel. He Monday qualified into, I mean, four or five events last season, maybe more than that. Yeah, it was a Chip, lot. I'm sorry if I'm not giving you full credit, <laughs> but I saw a picture from Deerfield in the Monday qualifier, and he hit basically into a tree on number 16 or 17. Yeah, it was towards the end. Yeah, and I think it was maybe an 18. And actually. literally have no idea how he got out and made a par from there. But and then I also heard so that must have been on eighteen. I saw heard on seventeen he made about a, a thirty five footer. Yeah. To, he to was save hard. Bar, make a birdie and then went into the uh in the playoff of the Monday qualifier and actually in the end he ended up beating out Bryce Wilkinson, who, you know, is is a Mississippi guy who's playing at Southern, played junior college for a couple of years. A yep. Madison Central guy. Yeah, that's right. Um, he's he's a local guy. So that would have would have been fun to see him in. I know Chip definitely earned that spot. Um, it would have been nice to see another Mississippi guy in there. But, uh, yeah, he he worked hard for that spot, so we'll, we'll, we'll let him have it. So if we turn the page here on this on this tee sheet um, yeah. in, the, in the afternoon, what do you see in the afternoon? In the afternoon, guys, you know, Boo Weekly, a good good fan favorite. He's fun to watch. Oh, he hadn't Boo. been playing maybe, that great. Maybe he'll wear camo. Maybe he probably will. He hadn't been playing that great. Uh, he's 12-10, playing with Brendan DeYoung. Um, he's, he's got a few wins. He's, he's a name that's recognizable. And right after that – Sung Jai M, who won the Rookie of the Year, just uh, had a didn't get a win, but he had a ton of top tens. And then Doc Redman, who started the year on the McKenzie Tour in Canada, and he's really played some golf to get. Um, and then I think Doc Redman may have Monday qualified into a few events and got his tour status that way. He did. I think he got it through um, a Corn Ferry. Just yeah, he just yeah. got into an event. I think he even got a win there to yeah, get him. Yep to get him a tour card so that's pretty cool starting in canada and ending the year on the pga tour and right after that cameron champ our defending champion ryan armor and bill haas all three are 
former Sanderson Farms champions. Um, that'll be that'll be a group that a lot of people I think will watch and and take interest in. You know, especially to follow last year's champion. Yeah, to and see he hits it like, a ton. He's yeah. fun to watch. He hits. He just hits it a ton. Got to You got to always love love the guys that hit it far. Yeah. Um, Looking down through here, what else? What else do we see? I saw a couple of others that. Yeah, then you got Davis Riley got a sponsor's exemption from Hattiesburg. He's been on the Corn Ferry Tour. He's playing with Zen John Zhang, who I think was the season um, winner, Corn Ferry number, yeah, top money winner. He got his card that way. Um, oh, yeah, I'm definitely excited to watch Davis. Davis is a is one of the one of the better players I've ever seen in person from Mississippi play just been watching him you know a little since high school I saw him got to follow him around at the Byron Nelson this year and he he gets it he he plays well excited to get to watch him play and yeah glad to see him get a spot I think that was a good pick for a sponsor's exemption uh hate we don't see Randolph this year kind of on a side note I know he was I know he tried to money qualify and unfortunately didn't make I know he's upset not to be in this but I think it was good to give us a couple you know give some new guys, these young guys, a chance and see what they can do. And uh, kind of going more down the list, uh, 1242 and 742, uh, Grayson Murray, Jimmy Walker, Lucas Glover. Um, some pretty big names there, uh, guys that I – mean, Lucas Glover's won a U.S. Open. Um, Jimmy Walker's won a lot of events. Well, Jimmy he, Walker won a PGA Championship, Yeah, I he think. did. That's right. Um, those guys will be good. There's a couple other young, younger guys. Scotty Scheffler is a guy off Corn Ferry. He played really well last week at Greenbrier. Yeah, um, I feel like PGATour.com might have called him the the top power ranking guy this week. Yeah, so. he is he is up there, and he really had a good shot at winning. Um, and then at 134 and 834, it's the professional debut of Akshay Bhatia. He is a 17-year-old kid from North Carolina. He got up to, I believe, the second-place ranked junior in the world. He just played in the Walker Cup literally two weeks ago, and uh, I think he was set to start his professional at the Safeway in Napa, and we were able to kind of scoop in there, pick him up, um, give him an exemption, and have the Sanders of Arms be his professional debut. So that's a guy you want to check out, um, you know, He's been playing a lot. He's been playing a lot of amateur events, um, and you know, he's yeah. No, he think he'll be he'll be a fun one to watch. He'll be one that's you know always fun to watch the young ones that are going to turn pro and and just just go after it and and kind of try to take a different path. So best of luck to him. Yeah, he's one to definitely go check out because he's 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 going to be a guy that you're going to see for a long time on tour. Yeah, and that's, I mean, there's one of the funny things as I was looking through it, I told Matt, I was like, this is really fun to actually look at this this list of players, and it's a lot of names that I recognize. Right. Um, it's really fun that the, the Sanderson has its own has its own date. The purse is huge. I mean, the yeah. purse is up over a million dollars for the winner this year. Yeah. The points are Full points, full like five hundred so. FedEx points, which we've never had more than I think three hundred before. So that's big. I think the purse is like one point one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's reflected. We expected improved field, 
And we've gotten that. I think this is only the start of what, what can happen. I mean, I know they were trying to chase some other guys. It would have been great to see a Jordan Spieth or a Justin Thomas or, you know, one of those guys. Um, but I, I think we can get there, though. Yeah, I can't remember what happened to Justin Thomas. But I saw some picture on social media the other day. Look, he looked kind of like Frankenstein on his leg. Yeah, I think he he had a little cancer spot. They found he did a little uh, a little surgery. Look like and cut that out. So yeah, he's he's gonna be out. I think he is playing in the Safeway in Napa. Um, I think that attracts some big name just because of where it is and the weather'll be great and they can go have I mean, a leisurely time at I the, mean, the Napa in the fall or Jackson in the fall. Yeah, it's a I tough mean, call. There's no on, doubt. You know? Um, got to get them ready for that that Asia swing because then yeah, the Asia so. swing's right behind that, so that'll that'll give them um, cuts down that flight time from Jupiter a little bit. <laughs> that's right. Go ahead and get across the country and cut that out. But you know, I, I think we maybe we can get to the point to where, especially if we can move the date back just a little bit more. Um, you know, it's great to have our own date. Um, you know, who knows where the ideal spot is? But yeah, I, if we can, if we can, like you said, if we can have. A week that's not melting hot, yeah. And no rain, that's a that's a win. It is, yeah. The no rain is huge. We've had plenty of rain issues in the past. It does feel like July out there. It's going to get a little better over the weekend, but it is what it is. It's September, Mississippi. You never know what you're going to get. Um, but I think the course will speak for itself. Hopefully, some good word of mouth from some some of the bigger players will kind of trickle into some other guys, and you know, I hope we can keep landing one or two more big players each year. Um, and really get to that really high-level fall event, which we want, which we're, we're, we're trying to get to. Yeah, and I was out at the course for just a little while today just to pick up some media credentials and that kind of stuff, but saw a bunch of guys wandering around. I mean, they're just they're just there. They're just hanging out there. They, they seem to be enjoying the country club. They, you know, obviously I was out there a little after lunchtime, so it wasn't – they weren't all scrambling to get out there and get in practice rounds at, at 1 o'clock in the – Right in the heat, but but guys are there. They're excited to be there. It's not a, you know, that it's not a. Oh man, I'm just gotta go to another tournament. It seems like there's a little excitement for the beginning of the season and yeah. get some points. And I think this is a place where some guys probably who've played here in the past that have played for the the lower points and the and the smaller purses. I think they're excited to be back because I think they they see that this is a place that they play well. Yeah, and I think those facilities are what kind of helped us take it away from Annandale. We have the huge clubhouse. We have the nursery they put the kid. I know that they take over the gym the, the for, for the year, I mean for the week. So they have access to all that. It's almost like it becomes their club. There's there's tons of space for to have the events. They had the women's day up in one of the ballrooms, and they just couldn't do that stuff at Annandale. So the facilities speak for themselves. They have free reign of what's there. And they've got everything there, so I mean, it. it I, I think that is a huge plus with the amenities and facilities that we have with such, you know, a, a large campus, uh, which is which is good. Yeah, for sure. And well, we're gonna. Our plan this week is to to come every day during the tournament, give you a little bit of an update of what's been going on, what's happening, what we've seen, what we've enjoyed. We also plan to to be out there on the grounds, to you know, and sharing a lot of stuff on social media, just so you can get a get a feel of what it's like if you can't make it out i know um the saturday is football saturday but you yeah. got but you got thursday friday and sunday um that you can you can come out and, and check out the tournament parking parking is easy getting in and out of the tournament's easy so if you can get out there this this weekend it would be 
you know, it's it's a fun thing to do. Bring kids, yeah. bring friends. It's very it's family friendly. Yeah, there's the the kids. I take my ten year old out there. He has a blast. They have autograph stations, and a lot of the pros are really good with that. So they can kind of get you. Really can get close to these guys. At you know, I think the crowds will be bigger this year, but you know, still you can get pretty close to these guys and really follow them without you know the crowds that are rows and rows deep like you'd see it at, at a lot of the bigger events but hopefully we can get to that point but um yeah it, it is it's a very personable experience yeah no doubt and we're excited to to be here and and cover it so hope you can follow along with us if we don't you know if we don't see you out at the course but you can always find our stuff at msgolfer.net and then also on all the social channels and we will uh, we'll see you out the course this week all right looking forward to it Thank you for listening to the Mississippi Golfer Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Want more? Find us online at msgolfer.net. And also, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Facebook.